Hello, my name is Jan Scruggs. I'm founder of the National Vietnam Veterans Memorial in Washington, D.C., which is the nation's capital, as we all know. I'm here today with Ian. Ian Barry, Ian Xavier Barry, I believe. And uh, when you have a name like that, great things are expected of you. And, and uh, let me tell you a little bit about Ian. He decided that uh, after high school, he did everything he could to get into West Point. He made it, and he was very successful there. Uh, he also went to, when he got out of West Point, went to Army Ranger School. And that's really for the highly motivated soldiers, people who uh, really want to go the extra mile. And uh, one of the great things that comes out of the Army Ranger training is a lifelong commitment to physical fitness. And uh, Ian, who we'll hear from in a minute or two, that does these triathlons and <laughs> you're running and jumping on and off of bikes and swimming and <laughs> somehow you, you survive it and it makes you a better person. But it's a nice, uh, friendly competition. It's a good thing. So <clears throat> we're here to talk about a man who has ideas about how do we make a positive outcome uh, as a society uh, in one particular area. That area is Richmond, Virginia. That's where he lives now. A great town, a wonderful little place for a couple of nights as a tourist and uh, some beautiful sights there and, uh, and very nice people and restaurants. So, you know, not long ago, there was a raging controversy in Richmond, Virginia, over the Robert E. Lee statue. And, you know, the debate is over. I mean, the, the city, the state removed it. It's now in a, in a park. And uh, so Ian started thinking about this. And he said, you know, maybe something good can come out of this whole thing. And uh, we're going to let uh, Ian tell us what he, what he has planned, what, what the outcomes are hoped for. And uh, I got involved with this as soon as I heard about it. With, I guess she got my email from somewhere or another. And uh, I'm very much involved financially and emotionally because this really seems like the right thing to do for the city of Richmond and for the country. So I'm going to turn it over to you, Ian Xavier Barry. Well, thank you, Mr. Scruggs. It's uh, it's an honor to be on here this morning. Uh, yeah, and so to, to your point, what, what we began this summer is called Monumental Honor, uh, and it is the idea to commemorate what Richmond has 10 Medal of Honor recipients who are either born in or joined the service from the city of Richmond. Uh, these men span multiple wars, ranks, and services, and they span different ethnicities as well. And that's important because it makes them apolitical. Uh, it's, it's something that people can get around and remember because they're undeniably honorable in where they are. <clears throat> and so the idea is that we commemorate these gentlemen in Lee Circle in Richmond. Uh, you know, if you go down Monument Avenue today, there's barriers around Lee Circle. There's uh, floodlights that kind of just are shining on nothing. And, uh, you know, Richmond yearns to tell these stories, and this is an opportunity to tell a redeeming legacy. Tell our listeners about the Medal of Honor and who gets it and, and why. 
Yeah, sir. So the, the Medal of Honor began in the late 19th century uh, with the idea to be the highest commemorative award that someone can receive for national service. Uh, the citation always includes intrepidity and gallantry, meaning that it's an act, it's an act of selflessness and courage that goes beyond the call of duty. Uh, and that's, that's what it is, sir. Very good. Now, what are some outcomes that you, let's pretend everything goes right. We come up, up with a great design and everyone rallies behind it. What are some outcomes that you would like to see that this, uh, this design would have? And right now we don't know if you want to design in, involving figurative sculpture or something more abstract. Uh, who knows? But uh, why don't you tell us what you would like to see come from this? Yeah, yes, sir. So as you know, we're, we're trying to emulate sort of the process that you used with the Vietnam War Memorial uh, in that we want a competition, right? Because we want to, Richmond is a city uh, with a lot of ownership. They love things to be organic and from them. And we want to emphasize that in this product. Uh, however, there are some things, of course, that, that really matter to us. Uh, so our mission is to honor a legacy, unite the city, and then educate and inspire generations to come. And that educate and inspire portion is exclusively key, uh, excuse me, especially key in the design. And so what that means is uh, we don't want to polarize. Uh, so we're hopefully looking to not have singular statues. Uh, but what we do want is to have the citations written of each of these men surrounding the circle so that people can learn about and read the stories of these men. Next, we want to provide uh, an opportunity, some sort of sculpture that reflects it. Though we hope the opportunity doesn't come, when it does, a native of Richmond would certainly have the courage to go beyond the call of duty once again. Uh, and then lastly, we want to provide some sort of educational remark about the history of Monument Avenue and why it is where it is today, uh, because that is important to acknowledge as we move forward. Yeah, this is a, that's why this is such an exciting project. And Richmond has kind of an interesting and kind of quirky history with statues, I guess in the 19, early, early 20th century, the daughters of the Confederacy began putting these monuments up at Civil War battlefields. A lot of the, the, uh, the Confederates who were killed at Gettysburg were reinterred at the Hollywood Cemetery in Richmond. And uh, so they, they put up these statues, like there's Monument Avenue. It used to be pretty entertaining to drive, to drive down and just kind of watch as a tourist and one, you know, one statue after another you're passing. But uh, while it was entertaining for people like me, uh, a lot of people were very much insulted by it uh, because uh, these uh, military leaders were also sort of holding up a uh, oppression and, and slavery and all that sort of thing. So, you know, you got to move on sometimes. <laughs> you just have to move on. The, the battle's done. Uh, the Lee statue is where it should be. It's a nice place. It's fine for people who want to see it. You know, most people want something a little more positive than another guy on a horse. And I, I think this idea of the Medal of Honor, the, the, the values of uh, military service, 
the ability of some people to make these last minute decisions, usually that cost their own life, but that saved other American soldiers and helped them uh, win the battle many times. Uh, th these are really important values and, and the type of values that we should remember and indeed uh, inculcate uh, in people. And uh, so tell us about the kind of people you've got involved here. I find it very fascinating, uh, people who've kind of moved towards this project. Yeah, yes, sir. The, um, you know, one of our, our largest efforts in this is that this is, this is not political, right? It's, it's monumental. And so therefore we're working very hard to make sure that our board is a diverse group of people uh, from Richmond that uh, regardless of their political stance, right, they, they realize the value of these men in their service. Uh, and so, so with that, we have, um, you know, yourself, sir, obviously, who's been providing great mentorship. Uh, we have Mr. Paul Galanti, who is a Richmond native, uh, that I believe you know well, who spent time as a POW during the Vietnam War. Uh, we have members of the Congressional Medal of Honor Society uh, that are acting on our, our board as well uh, to make sure that we are aligned with their mission throughout. Uh, and then we have, you know, a couple other people that are from Richmond themselves. Uh, we have Chris White, who works for Capital One currently, uh, grew up in Chapel Hill. Uh, we have Rakia Taylor, who is a military brat, uh, but she, excuse me, that term military brat means <laughs> around a lot growing up. It's a term that I've become quite used to and I realize might not be uh, something everyone knows. But so she moved around a lot. She settled in the Richmond area uh, and she works for Virginia Union University there uh, in HBCU and is highly involved. Uh, we have Seneca Sang is our vice chair. Uh, Seneca grew up in Virginia Beach. Uh, she has two degrees from UVA. She's an incredibly smart woman. Uh, she's currently at U of R getting her, her law degree uh, and brings a lot of passion to our team. And has been there for the last couple of years, including during the riots and everything. Uh, and so, so with this, we have, you know, uh, just a wide consort of perspectives to bring to the table. And, and as you saw at our last meeting, you know, we have great conversation throughout and the ways to present this project uh, to make sure that it's balanced. Yes. And uh, I've got to tell you, uh, the, the people you have involved here are, are so impressive. And uh, this project can, can really continue to attract people like that, and you, you'll get it done. Uh, so one thing you'll have to do is uh, put together, decide whether you're gonna have like a competition limited to uh, architecture firms who are in Richmond or nationwide. <laughs> uh, and then you, you have to prepare a statement, sort of a written statement for the people who will enter the competition about the other works of architecture nearby, the, the setting, the history of the of what this is replacing. And uh, it really make it something that'll draw visitors. I think this will be a good thing. <clears throat> a good thing for Richmond and a good thing for uh, the United States of America. So uh, we appreciate what you've done. Uh, it's in. It's not no longer in the infancy stage. It's it's beyond that. It's 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 moving forward, and uh, God willing, and, and the creek doesn't rise, as they used to say. Uh, 
this will happen. Have a lot of blood, sweat, and tears, of course. You know, no one's getting paid by this whole thing. They're just trying to, trying to do the right thing for their fellow people of Richmond. Do, do Richmond people call themselves Richmonders or? Yeah, yes, sir. That and, and uh, sometimes I use the term Richmondites. Richmondites, yeah. yeah. Well, that's a more higher level of uh, social status, perhaps. <laughs> I like it. But yeah, this just a great town to stay in and and uh that area with a lot of bars and restaurants and you know it's just a nice 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 little getaway so uh now when you were in the army ranger training uh what was the most challenging part of this training for you physically emotionally you know that's a, that's a great question mr scruggs uh so as you know, I'm a logistics officer in the military, uh, and most often the people that go to Ranger School and to the Ranger Battalions, the vast majority are infantry. Uh, and so when I chose to go to Ranger School as a logistics officer, uh, there was it was told to me that there wasn't much to be gained. Uh, and honestly, the the hardest day was the first day. I'll, I'll never forget it. Uh, you know, it was pouring rain. And I was doing flutter kicks in a puddle and I had just emptied my bags uh, on the ground that were all now wet and they were inspecting them and throwing my socks around and all my items. And, you know, I just, I remember hearing this voice. I was like, that was trying to say, you know, you can leave right now and, and no one would really care. Um, but I pressed on and I'm thankful that that passed uh, because the doors is open and the opportunities I've experienced because of going to ranger school and learning about who I can be when, you know, you are on no sleep and no food for, for hours and days at a time. Uh, it was a remarkable experience. I'm truly thankful for it. Yeah. And the people who make it through uh, uh, tend to have uh, very interesting and, and good careers. And uh, you can also show some of your leadership by uh, when you do these, these, uh, triathlons that sort of thing maybe weave some of that in, in, in into that maybe get some of the competitors involved so there are a lot of ways to raise money and and uh, raise awareness and you and your team uh, you're going to do just great you've done great already we've got a nice article written by you in the richmond times dispatch which is really one of the the old great newspapers of america it's just a, such a pleasure to uh, read and enjoy that uh, that newspaper. So you got a good team, a good mission. We are wishing you Godspeed, et cetera. And uh, I guess Ian, you're the only guy I've ever met who was named after a hurricane. Hurricane Ian has been in the news recently, but we won't make anything of that, but uh, <laughs> you keep up the good work. You have any final words you'd like to say? This is your big chance. First of all, I just wanted to, uh, Again, thank you for having me on this morning. And, you know, our goal is that on July 4th, 2025, we'd be able to unveil an opportunity, uh, again, this, this monument that is a redemptive legacy for Richmond. Uh, we want to look forward and we want to create a place that's steadfast and stirring. Uh, and yeah, and, and I'm excited for the road. And so thank you for your mentorship and for the opportunity. Yeah steadfast and stirring. You've really captured it. Good luck and be in touch.